You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Happy New Year, everyone. After a short break, we are back with another episode of What's Up Broadway. Season two. I'm your host, Ayana Prescott, and today I am back with my co-host, Christian Lewis. Christian, what fun theater things did you do over our break? Ayana, I'm so happy to be back with you on this pod. Um, this was not a super active theater break for me. I don't know about for you. End of December, January is always just like a little lull. But since mm-hmm. we last had an episode, I saw Flying Over Sunset. I saw the like new cast of Slave Play the other night. But really, I feel like for Twitter, theater Twitter's the like place that I've been getting my theater content. So we were following Golden Globes the other night that I'll talk about a bit later. And recently, I've just been watching on loop that video of Jenna DeWall from Diana singing Being mm. Alive at 54 Below. I've watched mm-hmm. it like 20 times already. I uh, need that replacement casting ASAP. Thank you. Mm-hmm. How about you? I actually saw that uh, oh. Shoshana. I feel like Shoshana posted it. Someone posted it. Um, it's. <laughs> I would love to see uh, Jenna, Bobby. Listen, anything can happen, right? Right after we broke, I went to um, Orlando and I actually caught the prom in Orlando. And I think this is my first time seeing a Broadway show on tour, like an actual like tour offset of a Broadway show. I think this may not be true, but I think it is. Or like, um, I bet you maybe saw them, but like, this would be like, I don't think I've ever seen a Broadway tour where I saw the Broadway show, you know? Correct. Like you actually Correct. saw it on Broadway and now are seeing it on tour. I've never done that. Right. And it was actually really good. Also, I always forget how big theaters outside of New York are. And this Huge. one theater yeah. in Orlando was like an arena to me. I mean, at least... <laughs> I was just like, whoa, this is big. Had great seats, but still felt like there was so many people. Um, But glad everyone was masked. And I felt really comfortable in that theater. And the show was really good. I also saw Flying Over Sunset. That was my one of my last shows before the new year. Um, I saw Becoming Dr. Ruth, which I thought was so interesting. Um, if you know anything about Dr. Ruth, she's like this little petite woman who <laughs> talks about sexual health and sexual well-being and Tova plays her off, off Broadway and she's really rooting for this show to come off Broadway. So hopefully it was really good. I thought it was like one of 
my favorite like one person plays um, that I've seen in a while. So really happy about that. And then coming into the new year, I mean, I had a birthday. I celebrated a birthday. Yay. Yes, you did. Yeah. And then coming into the new year, I really didn't do much. I feel like theater is so unpredictable. I I saw one show that I don't want to talk about too much because I didn't like it. But that's it. Like, I haven't seen much. I feel like next week I start going back to theater um, constantly. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know about you, but for me, most of my theater things have also been like rescheduling things over and over Mm -hmm. again with publicists that are all like changing previews and openings. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's my total engagement with the industry right now is rescheduling (laughs) with publicists. Correct. So I feel like both of us would have been in theaters by now, but I feel like a lot of things are being uh, rescheduled. And listen, we get it. We know what's happening. But anyway, here's to a new year, hopefully better than the last. And on that note, let's get into some Broadway breaking news. So during the break, we did have a number of deaths that I'm really sad about. Um, and that's Betty White, Sydney Poitier, and Bob Saget. I feel like the Betty White news was the most shocking. And I don't I, I don't know why, but it was like I feel like the people article came out celebrating her hundredth birthday and a week, not even a week later, she passes away and like her birthday is next week and I'm just like I was so shocked like she was 99 you know we all have to go sometime but like that was like such a shock to me what about you it was and for as much as theater twitter loves to uh make fun of that account like Liza Minnelli outlives whatever Mm -hmm. like it was more that like in my mind Betty White was never gonna die like Mm -hmm. I don't know I felt like a child that all of a sudden didn't understand the concept of death again because like Betty White dying was so like Shocking. I didn't even know that was a possibility. Yeah, I I weirdly feel the same way. Um, And then Sydney, like my grandmother loved Sydney. Like when I talk about growing up as a child, this is all I heard about was this man. Um, And so I learned so much about him and his career through my grandmother and then watching the films and seeing like um, captures of him on stage, incredible actor. And Bob was also a shock. I feel like he was very young, 65. Yeah. And I didn't, I'm really sad. I didn't get to see him on stage at all. I mean, I didn't even know he was on stage until a couple of people tweeted it out working with him in theater. And I was just like, wow. Um, Usually I want to say this, usually the best actors start with theater or do theater within their acting career. So if you want to be one of the best, you got to do some type (laughs) of theater work. Um, So, I mean, rest in peace to all of these people. And thank you for your contribution to theater and entertainment in general. A few announcements about COVID policy. The Broadway League has updated its vaccination and mask policies to prevent the spread of COVID-19 as cases and hospitalizations continue to rise due to the Omicron variant. The biggest change is that children ages 5 to 11 will need to show proof of vaccination beginning January 29th. The current vaccination and mask policy for adults and children over the age of 12 will remain in effect through April 30th, extended from February 28th. This policy states theater goers are required to show proof that they have had their second dose at least 14 days prior to the show. 
Audiences, of course, must continue to wear their masks during the duration of the performance. A few theaters outside of Broadway have also updated their policies, and one being New York City Center will require audiences to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination plus a booster shot. And I know some theaters are like saying if you can't get your booster shot, a negative COVID test is also acceptable. But New York City Center is stating a negative test result for audience members including children, will not be accepted as an alternative. So keep that in note. I think a few other theaters, I'm pretty sure Playwrights Horizons is doing a booster requirement too. And I think Mm -hmm. I saw one other off-Broadway theater that it's definitely something we're we're heading towards for requirements. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm almost sure. It's it's a little tricky though because I know recently my sister-in-law had COVID and like you cannot get a booster if you've had COVID within like a certain amount of time. So it's a little tricky and I hope that they're looking at that. I don't know. There's a lot of things behind that and I hope that there's some like some leeway on certain things, but definitely get your booster. Um, Audience members who are not yet eligible for a COVID-19 booster at New York City Center will still be able to attend performances, provided they show proof that they are two weeks past a one-dose vaccine or both doses of a two-dose vaccine. Very tricky, but here we are. Once eligible for the booster, audience audience members will have a two-week grace period in which to obtain the booster for entry. So that's for New York City Center. I mean, yeah, things are getting complicated, but if it's keeping things safer, then like, let's do it. Broadway is definitely in a precarious position right now. A lot of cancellations, a ton of amazing understudies and swings going on. Some shows Mm -hmm. closing or delaying, but if boosters are going to help, then I'm all for it. Oh, and the public. The public is the other one that is now requiring proof of a COVID vaccine and a booster starting January 21st. So other very non-COVID completely related thing, uh, theater absolutely just took over and won the Golden Globes the other night, which Mm -hmm. were like not a real Golden Globes and they didn't televise (laughs) them and it was just existing on Twitter and whoever was writing the tweets, clearly had not seen most of the films, but especially (laughs) had not seen West Side Story, (laughs) which made for a lot of great memeage. But anyway, uh, the Golden Globes happened, or in our world were tweeted about, I guess, on January 9th, so just the other day. Theater, all the theater films won so many things. One of the like biggest winners of the night was West Side Story, which won Best Director, Best Motion Picture for Musical or Comedy. And the film stars Rachel Zegler and Ariana DeBose won for Best Performance by an Actress and Best Performance by a Supporting Actress, respectively. They were both so amazing. I'm so happy that they won. Also taking away an award for Tick, Tick, Boom was Andrew Garfield, who won for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. And then not like totally theater, but she does do theater, love her so much, Pose Leading Lady, MJ Rodriguez for Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series Drama. MJ became the first trans woman to win the award, which is just like so amazing. And it made me so happy. Break down those barriers, girl. I'm here for it. Gosh, literally, if for no one else alone, for Rachel Ariana and MJ, I was like mad. And I was like, where's the bootleg? Where's the acceptance speech? I want to cry. Don't get me started. Like that will be 10 minutes of me complaining that... Of all the years, 
that they, and we we understand why they uh, NBC has decided to not uh, televise the Golden Globes. We understand what is happening and with the Hollywood Foreign Press. But of all the years with these phenomenal actresses winning in these big categories that are usually not for black and brown people and not for trans people that's for sure mj of (laughs) course not for trans people like this should have been a year where we got something i know it is really like ironic and sad and painful that the year that the hollywood foreign press gives out awards that actually do celebrate diversity Mm -hmm. is the year that it's not televised but hopefully this will be a sign that they need to like get their act together and uh cable provider network like NBC will televise them again. Who knows? Also, Correct. horribly sad that the year that theater just like completely sweeps mm-hmm. is the year that it's not televised. Gotta be sad. Oh, also, uh, Encanto featuring the songs of Lin-Manuel Miranda won Best Motion Picture Animated. So just like anyone who does any theater things won and so happy for them. I mean, did you see Encanto? You have- I have not. Oh. I need to watch it. If you don't kill me for not watching it, I know that Martine's going to kill me for not watching it. So I have to watch yes, it. Yes, you need to watch it. I see it. I Like, I foresee it winning best song at the Oscars. So yeah, like, <laughs> save this moment <laughs> for when they do win and I can like reshare it. But yeah, the, the film is so good. One of the best animations that I've seen in a while, Colors lighting choreography when within animation insane insane everyone needs to see this and not because it's Lin-Manuel Miranda but because it's really that good and props to Lin for being in like every category this year yeah I was gonna say he was just nominated just everywhere for everything everywhere for this and tick tick boom on that note let's get into some casting and show announcement with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-time Tony nominee Charlotte Dembois returned to the cast of Chicago this past Monday. She is now celebrating a whopping 25 years with the company and once again steps into the role of Roxy Hart. Bianca Marroquin, who has been with the production on and off for 20 years, has extended her current run as Velma Kelly through March 13th. Ain't Too Proud and Motown star Nick Walker will return to Broadway's Hamilton, reprising his performance as Aaron Burr from March 1st. The actor shared this news on Instagram, which is so crazy because usually press is at it first, but he 
got the opportunity to share and it was like he was so oh, cute yay. and excited uh, yes. it was adorable I was so happy for him I was like I don't know you but I'm so happy for you yeah and he's been like in Broadway um as Aaron but he's also done done other roles and he's like we need to um see him I need to see Hamilton again I haven't seen Hamilton since since it opened that's crazy I know right when did you see Hamilton Same. yeah since it opened that's crazy I keep forgetting how long it's actually been on Broadway and it's been on Broadway for a while now. Also, the new group's world premiere of Black No More, the new musical originally scheduled to start January 11th and officially open February 8th, will now begin previews January 18th prior to a February 15th opening due to obviously COVID-19. The show will feature Tariq Black Thought Trotter of The Roots, who also composed the show, fun fact, along with Brandon Victor Dixon, Tony winner Lilius White, we love her here, Tamika Lawrence, and more. Every episode I'm on, we talk about Black No More, and every episode I get more excited about it. I'm so excited about it. Like, first of all, knowing that uh, Tariq from The Roots helped compose the show, this may be like, I think this is one of the ones I'm excited, like most excited for this year. Also, though, I'm excited about this show. Due to the rapid spread of Omicron variant of COVID-19, Playwrights Horizons has delayed the start of Dave Harris's Tambo and Bones by one week. Performances will now begin on January 19th rather than the previously announced January 12th. The Off-Broadway Theater Company is also now requiring, as we said earlier, all audience members to receive a booster in advance of attending. So following a week of closure due to breakthrough COVID-19 cases in the company, the Manhattan Theater Club production of Skeleton Crew is going to resume its Broadway previews on January 11th. They've like kind of tragically had a very like rocky start. They delayed these previews like two or three times. Uh, every couple of days, I'm getting an email from that poor publicist having to change their dates. But like they're making it and I am very excited mm-hmm. to see the show. My tickets are scheduled. Uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, the Dominique Morisot penned play originally slated to open January 12th, later rescheduled for January 22nd because of the initial pandemic delay is now going to celebrate its official opening January 26th. It stars Tony winner Felicia Rashad, Brandon J. Dearden, Shante Adams, making your Broadway debut, Joshua Boone, and dancer-choreographer Adesola Osakalumi. Tony winner Ruben Santiago Hudson, who just had his show at MTC, is going to be directing. So it's a nice little repeat mm-hmm. for him. Uh, other show announcement that I wasn't super excited about, but now I am super excited about, and I will <laughs> tell you why. Uh, so Audible... Uh, is doing a production of Eugene O'Neill's Long Day's Journey Into Night. It was scheduled to begin previous January 11th with an opening January 23rd, but now COVID, et cetera, et cetera, performances are going to commence January 18th. This is at the Mineta Lane Theater. Opening night for the six-week engagement has now been changed to January 25th. The new schedule follows the production's adjusted rehearsal schedule because of the holidays and protecting the health and safety of everyone involved. So... I am not a fan of Long Day's Journey Into Night. It usually is like miserably long to sit through, regardless of how good the cast is. I think it's a good play. I just don't, I can't really sit through it. However, here's why things get exciting. The cast features the previously announced husband and wife duo, Bill Camp and Elizabeth Marple as James and Mary Tyrone. Tony nominate Ado Blankson Wood as Edmund, who I love, 
and Jason Bowen as Jamie Tyrone. Another star here, director Robert O'Hara, Tony nominee, love his work so much, is directing the epic drama and somehow, here's the real kicker, somehow has cut this play down to an hour and 40 minutes. Wow, I did not know that. Not gonna lie, that's what convinced me. I love this cast. I love Robert O'Hara, but hearing it is now one hour and 40 minutes, schedule my tickets. Also, Clint Ramos is part of this show. Yes, um, uh, costume set, both, one. I believe something. both. I believe both. I love um, Clint's work so much. Like, one of my favorite working designers. <laughs> so I'm really excited about it. Also, like, you know, I feel like Audible deserves a good show. And I feel like this may be it. In terms of like closings, Happy Trails to Trouble in Mind and Carolina Change, both Roundabout Theatre Company productions. They ended their limited runs on January 9th. I believe both remarkably never had a like COVID closure. You're pretty right. Sh- pretty sure I read that on Twitter and that was just like amazing. Wow. So impressive. They're both really great and Trouble in Mind that's going to stay with me for a long time. And I was definitely like probably one of my favorite things that I saw this fall. And I hope it really gets remembered when award season comes around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure it will. As, as will Carolina change. I'm absolutely sure they will. Oh, other uh, like show closing thing is Mrs. Doubtfire is doing their nine week hiatus, uh, which is not something we've seen before. It's kind of like an unprecedented move. The show is having obviously COVID things are happening, but also cited like money issues. So they want to close for nine weeks and then try to open again, see if that can work. Which is so interesting. Yeah, I I don't feel great about it. And it's led to a lot of like fighting with unions about because initially they were going to just tell everyone like, sorry, you're just like, you don't have a job. And now they're trying to like pay everyone a very small amount of their salaries. And they're like, lot of uh union debates about this i think it's a really weird model Mm -hmm. to like close for that long i get that like january february is such a weird lull time but like that's always a risk when you open in the fall of trying to make it all the way to the spring i don't know i do hope that they take care of their people that's one thing i do hope like if you're gonna take a break make sure to take care of your people it's hard out here for theater, and we want to uh, just reiterate that taking care of the people who put on these shows would be the the model, the ideal model. Yeah, I mean, take care of them as in, like, help them. Don't let them get COVID. Keep everyone mm. safe. And also, like, pay everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Please pay everyone. On that note, let's get into some theater socials. Listen up. Make sure to check out broadwaypodcastnetwork.com for new episodes, including a new episode of the Dare Friends podcast featuring a chat about the Music Man and Golden Age revivals. Variety Stagecraft with Gordon Cox talks with Robin De Jesus about honoring his ancestors and what keeps him humble. This is Reality Podcast catches up with reality winner's mother, sister, and activist Wendy Collins about reality's time in prison. The Theater Podcast chats with Glenn Turman about his new role in Women of the Movement and more. And don't forget to check out BPN's hottest new podcast, The Great Broadway Game Show Competition. All the players who are Broadway, TV, and film living legends compete against each other to rediscover some of Broadway's greatest trivia, all in the name of charity. Make sure to download our iOS app at bpn.fm slash app 
for early access to all these episodes and more. So on socials, which is has been pretty quiet, there's a new debate about theater ending in ER or RE. And it's literally broken me because I'm just like, why is this the latest debate? But what's we're your clearly, take on this? We're clearly bored and we clearly. need things to <laughs> bicker about. Um, so <laughs> let me just like take a deep breath and go into my like English major mode of like how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. So this debate frustrates me. It frustrates me when people have really strong opinions about it. Some people are all about like, I think it's like ER is the art form and RE is the building. <laughs> However, as any publicist or theater critic will know, we all have memorized how every single different theater in New York, some mm. spell it with an ER and some spell it with an RE. Mm. So like whoever decided that like building versus art form thing, nope, that like just doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't actually apply in the real world. So I'm mostly just like, frustrated by it and I mostly just have to like really really pay attention every time I'm writing a review to double check how they spell it it's also such a thing for theater outlets like theater mm-hmm. mania is an er theater lee is an re it's just it's something we all have to just memorize and deal with and suffer through I don't I don't think there's ever going to be like a, a right answer in America at least <laughs> Correct. I want to say my answer is whatever my editor tells me. So whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally, that's it. If my editor is saying we use RE, guess what? Ayana's going to use RE. If they say use ER, it's ER. I, I mean, I see the debate. I feel like once a year, this comes up constantly. And it's just like, why are we here again? I mean, use whatever makes you feel comfortable. <laughs> if you think yeah, that... Yeah, I mean, like, what do you use, Ayana? Like, when I default to write, like, Christian Lewis, comma, theater critic, it's always an ER. Oh, yeah. Default is ER. It's like, why make things complicated? But yeah, that's that. And that's that. I, I just feel like this this debate comes literally this time every year. We kind of need to just stop. Just stop. Just it, there's no debate. Whatever makes you feel comfortable, use it. Both both spellings are absolutely correct. Just so you know. On that note, let's get into some fan Q and A. Okay, so over on Twitter, we asked what shows you are most looking forward to this year. And Christian, why don't you give us some of your shows? Yeah. So these answers haven't changed a ton since we like me you and martine got together Mm -hmm. and thought about like we looked at 2021 and our highlights and we Mm -hmm. looked up to this year plugging our own podcast here but go listen to that great episode but (laughs) so for broadway i'd say i'm most excited for how i learned to drive and for funny girl because i've never seen funny girl on stage and i love beanie and i'm very excited for it uh as for off broadway I'm so excited for Black No More because we talk about it all the time and I'm just like so hyped for that cast. Uh, but also really looking forward to On Sugarland, a New York theater workshop. It's Alicia Harris and Whitney White is directing. And yeah, there's a ton of really great stuff happening at like Signature and Playwrights and New York theater workshop for the rest of the season. And I'm very much looking forward to like getting back in those off-Broadway theaters that feel like second homes because I'm usually there so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for that. 
I also think that playwrights in New York Theater Workshop like always get it right. I mean, yeah. they, they're just, they, they know how to curate a season and that's that. Um, for me, also Funny Girl, but A Strange Loop on Broadway. Very excited to see the yes. new Usher. Very excited. Black No More is definitely top, top off Broadway. Um, and I would say also Paradise Square. So when I saw it in Chicago, I was mind blown. But like, I feel like the transfer to Broadway is going to be something totally different. And Joaquina, the leading lady who, I mean, she's been in so much, but I, I feel like she's gotten some buzz because of her role in Slave Play. I didn't know she could sing. Same. I didn't know she was a singer. Yeah. And she's she's like Juilliard trained singer. Like she's she's top notch. And when she opened her mouth to sing, I was so surprised. I was just like, Oh, so she's like the triple threat. Okay. Um, and so I feel like a lot of people think like me for when she comes to Broadway, they're not going to know that she can really belt. And that's going to be a surprise for a lot of people. And so I'm really excited to see how the transfer here goes. Um, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, heard they, I've heard they're making a couple changes, but Mm-hmm. Oh, the the critics in Chicago who had like some kind of various structural issues loved her. And despite the fact that me and tons of other people and you didn't really know she was a singer, I'd feel like as far as theater Twitter goes, she feels like the current front runner for best actress in a musical. I just can't wait for everyone to hear her voice. It's like, I was just like, my eyes got so wide. My mouth was open and I'm almost sure she was like, who the heck is this girl staring at me <laughs> like this? Um, but yeah, it was just, I was so surprised. And she's she's an actress, but she also like can really belt. And so very excited to see what people say about her performance when she gets here. Um, and that's also another show that pushed back a little bit their opening because of COVID and I feel like the summer we're really going to be in for the spring summer. We're really going to be in for like the best of the best shows. Yeah. Everything is concentrating even more than it usually does. Like usually Mm -hmm. as critics, we're just at the theater like six nights a week for like late March, April, beginning of May for every award season thing. This year there was a little more spread out and things were trying to start Mm -hmm. in January and February. And now everyone's like, Nope, never mind." (laughs) And so now every single thing. Yeah, we also had a crazy winter, which is never like this. Like, I feel like uh, December was, like, action-packed. I saw like, more November, shows December. in November and December. Yeah, more shows yeah, than I, like, ever had. Ever, like, ever. And that's between, like, even just reopenings and new shows coming on. There was just so much. So this break is needed, I feel like, and then we'll be back, I'm sure, but... That is what we're excited about. And Christian, I am so excited to be back with you. Can't wait to hear Martine next week. And thank you all for tuning in for this week's episode of What's Up Broadway. You can learn more about What's Up Broadway at bpn.fm slash WUB and connect with us on Twitter at BWaypod Network. Have a tip or some breaking news? Send us a message at bpn.fm slash hot tip. And please make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating and tune in next week for another episode of What's Up Broadway.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.